You're listening to Through the Fire Podcast, where we talk about trauma, transparency, and triumph. Has a life-altering event left you confused, broken, and bruised? Guess what? You're not alone, and this is not the end. Join us as we discuss experiences with traumatic and tragic seasons, what we're learning, how we're overcoming, and how you can too. We're your hosts, Montez Dove and Cedricia Thomas, and we're talking beauty for ashes, y'all. Everything has a purpose, including your tears. Oh, yeah. Everything has a purpose, including your tears. And tears can arise from a range of emotions. So today, Dreesy, we're going to be talking about tears and crying. Mm -hmm. That's a very unique topic, but I think it's going to be good. So when I begin to research this topic, I learned a lot. And I learned, Dreesy, that there are actually three different types of tears that we have, and they have multiple functions. The first type of tear is called a basal tear. And I would just call this like a regular tear. They protect your eyes from dirt and dust. They protect your eyes from debris, and they also keep your eyes moisturized, lubricated, and nourished. That's the function of a basal tear. The next type of tear is called a reflex tear. I'm sure if anyone has cut up an onion at some time or another, Mm -hmm. this is what kicks in, the reflex tear. It eliminates things like irritants. It eliminates things like smoke, chemicals, bright lights, or any strong odors. They set these tears off. And third tier that I want to talk about is the emotional tears. These are a little bit different than the first two I talked about. These are actually tears that are produced when we're sad, when we're happy, and when we're feeling any other intense emotion, these are the type of tears that we shed. In doing my studies or my research, I found out that humans are the only animals that produce emotional tears. Out of all of creation, the human beings are the only animals with emotional tears. And then I'll just go on to say how traumatic seasons, we know how traumatic seasons are. Traumatic seasons can bring on a lot of pain and desperation. It can also bring on a lot of tears. And I just want us to know that it's perfectly normal to cry. It's perfectly normal to cry. Some people cry easy. And some people suppress their tears. But I tell you, ain't nothing like a good old ugly cry. Whew. Mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ain't nothing like it. Ain't nothing like I it. I invite people in to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. The ugly cry. Mm-hmm. And I would definitely say that's a very emotional cry. That's a, a cry of desperation. A cry of release. Yes. It's releasing. View it as a washing. And they're not, a, tears are not a sign of weakness, contrary to popular belief. It's a sign of release. You know, I encourage people to get it out. Yes. I view it as a washing. And I see that I used to watch Ayala Fix My Life quite a bit, but she actually posted something, Ayala Van Zandt, that says, crying is the ultimate cleansing and purification process. 
Each tear of sorrow we shed contains no less than 38 toxic chemicals. No less than 38 toxic chemicals. So she says, cry away your fear, false beliefs, and negative emotions. Cry away every negative thought you have ever had about yourself. It's mm. cleansing. Yes. And when you numbered all of those chemicals that are in tears, it just always fascinates me about how complex the body is and how everything has a purpose. Right. Simply amazing. But I move on to say that researchers at Tilburg University found that on the average, American women cry 3.5 times each month, mm-hmm. while American men cry around 1.9 times each month. And we're not sure what the difference is, why men might cry less than women. It could be because of the smaller tear ducts that they have. It could be because they produce less of a hormone called prolactin than women. I found out that women create 60% more of this hormone. And what about society teaching men or teaching little boys not to cry? Ding, 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 ding. I hear all the other things, right? Mm -hmm. But I think that a large part of it is this idea of a man ain't supposed to cry. And a lot of boys and men hearing that as they grow up. And so what happens is here, I have here listed, I think this came from Harvard Health Publishing from an article that says, is crying good for you? But it says here, men, because of what they've been told, right, growing up, they start to withdraw emotionally or they self-medicate with vices. So I question this idea of, A man ain't supposed to cry because while we've said that for generations and generations, we said that over so many years, I feel like it's created more harm. It's created more harm because they're withdrawing emotionally and then they are self-medicating with vices. So that phrase almost is like it's destroying them. That's right. And God created human beings with complex emotions. I mean, that's even in the scripture. I am a complex being. There's so many different scriptures about crying, about tears. God wants us to embrace our emotions, not bury them and throw them away. He made us human with these emotions for a reason. And I encourage you all to look up Dr. Anita Phillips, who is a trauma therapist and life coach. I want to say the video is called, How Are You? But she does a really good job of even showing how Jesus had emotions throughout his life and how the Bible talks to us and encourages us to really embrace those emotions. And God even says in Psalm 56, 8, that he keeps track of all our sorrows and that he's collected all of our tears and are in his bottle. He has recorded each one in his book. And so this idea of, I know in our culture, we always say, hush, before I give you something to cry about, as if what we're crying about is not valid. So I say, stop minimizing a person's tears, right? Let a person cry, especially a child, because that's when they're developing, right? Let that little girl cry. Let that little boy cry. You know, you can teach them, you know, self-control and things like that. But those little phrases like, hush, before I give you something to cry about, it starts that process of burying emotion and seeing tears and crying as a negative thing. That's right. And it teaches a person to suppress their feelings. Right. And then we wonder why it's a mental health crisis. We wonder why there's all of these health issues. 
A lot of it is by what is coming out of our mouth verbally to kids as they're growing up, to people, even in their adulthood as well. We have to be mindful of what our words are saying to others. That's right. Exactly right. And when we're talking about emotions, I believe men have the same rights as women to cry. If they weren't supposed to cry, I don't think God would have made them with emotions. Exactly. For crying, you know, they are emotional beings as well. And I don't think, like you said, that crying is weakness. In some cases, I think crying is strength Mm -hmm. because actually crying puts you in a vulnerable position. But you go ahead and cry and you go ahead and do the thing, you know, what you need to do to get the relief that you need. I think that's strong. There are a lot of benefits to crying. It can be a soothing effect where a person can calm themselves down. You can get support from others when you cry because you're signaling for help. You know, your tears communicate things. Whether you're sad, it communicates tears of joy, you know, joyful emotions. So tears can communicate. It can enhance your mood when you cry, because like you said, those chemicals that are released, the oxytocin and the endorphins, the feel good chemicals that go through your brain once you cry, it enhances your mood. It releases toxins and relieves stress and it regulates the body when you cry. I've even read that it aids sleep for babies. When babies get a good cry on, they might sleep all through the night. Yeah, you get your good cry, you're going to sleep good. Oh, yeah. These tears, they fight bacteria and improve vision. And um, it's just all kind of purposes mm. that mm. tears provide. So I read this paragraph, I'm quoting, and this came off of WebMD. It said, crying activates the body in a healthy way says Stephen Siderov, PhD, a clinical psychologist at UCLA and a director of the Raoul Wallenberg Institute of Ethics. He says that letting down one's guard and one's defenses and crying is very positive. It's a very positive, healthy thing. He says the same thing happens when you watch a movie and it touches you and you cry. That is the process of opening into yourself, and it's like a lock and key. So we're talking about being relieved from tears. Crying releases stress, and it's necessary when it comes to staying mentally healthy. Again, crying isn't being weak. Mm -hmm. And again, we got to be careful what we tell people. I remember as a child growing up and the peers and just different people used to pick on me about crying. And I remember going a whole season without crying. And if we're talking about the benefits of crying, you know, imagine that. So we have to be careful. And this was when I was a child, but I just had a recent event where someone pretty much said, why are you crying? Mm -hmm. Y'all, we got to be careful, right? And we have to remember that the thing that will make you cry may not be the thing that will make me cry and vice versa. And so we need to hold space for another person's tears and not minimize another person's emotions. Yeah. Like I said, we have no clue really what a lot of people are navigating, what a lot of people are enduring. You have no clue what the weights are, the mental weights that they're carrying. You have no clue when a person is at a breaking point. 
You know, they're just very sensitive, just very sensitive. And with them already caring so much, life can be overwhelming. And people respond different, you know, through different emotions. So some people may cry a little bit more at certain times because they're trying to make it. And then sometimes if just one more thing comes at you, it kind of pushes you over emotionally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you can't judge a person, you know, something might seem minor to you, like you said, but it could be overwhelming to someone else, depending on where they are mentally. Mm -hmm. Well, I know some people who are getting it right. And it's brothers and sisters in Japan. I like what they're doing there. Did you know that there are cities in Japan that have crying clubs? Mm -hmm. So the purpose of those clubs are solely just to cry. Is that what I'm understanding? Mm -hmm. Exactly. My Lord. So everybody just in there together crying. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sign me up. Isn't that cool? Sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. A place for people to meet up to cry. Sign me up. We need them clubs all around the world. Yeah, America sure not need one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And the purpose of it, I believe, is just to normalize crying. Mm-hmm. Just to give people a community so that they won't feel, you know, weak or abnormal. And they also know the benefits of crying. They know the health benefits of crying. So they stay getting their cry on. And I like it. I love that. Yes. So, you know, researchers have found that crying can benefit both your body and your mind and be good for your emotional and mental health. And again, I said tears communicate our emotions to people. And also, if you didn't know, your tears communicate your need for God. Your tears matter to God. So right there, I just want to encourage someone. They're saying, I cannot believe they are talking about tears, but it's so on point for some people because you've had a great season of mourning. It seems like all you've done is cry. Uncontrollable crying, just crying for, it's been, you know, weeks and months and you're still just weeping, you're crying. And you could be crying because you're broken, you're crying because you've lost someone, or even just grieving yourself. But if no one else is sensitive to you and no one else cares, I'm telling you that God cares. And he encourages us in his word to cry out to him. But before I share a few scriptures, I just want to talk about some of the characteristics of a cry. When we show up in this way, we show genuine humility when we cry. These tears represent the fact that we can't solve all of life's problems, and there are times when we need God's help. There is a cry of unconditional surrender. When a cry represents total surrender, it says that only God can deliver you. Another cry is a plea for mercy. And a plea for mercy is you're saying in these tears that I need God's favor. There's a personal helplessness that comes with a cry. And this cry reminds me I can do nothing apart from God. There's another cry 
where faith in God's power and resources are needed. This cry acknowledges that something what no one else can do but God is only his power and resources that's going to bring me through this moment. And then there's this desperate cry. And this desperate cry in the midst of our circumstances acknowledges that I need God. So, you know, our cries are very meaningful and they move God. And I'm going to just read a few scriptures that, you know, confirm what I'm saying. And crying out to God is nothing new to a believer because that's what we do, because we know that's where our help comes from. One scripture says, call unto me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. That's Psalm 50 and 15. Another says, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Jeremiah 33 and 3. The righteous cry and the Lord heareth and deliver them out of all of their troubles. Psalm 34, 17. And when I cry unto thee, then shall my enemies turn back. This I know for God is with me. Psalms 56 and 9 and just a couple more. He forgetteth not the cry of the humble. Psalms 9, 12. You, Lord, hear the desire of the afflicted. You encourage them and you listen to their cry. Psalm 10, 17. So those are a lot of scriptures that encourage us to cry out to God. And Ecclesiastes 3, 4 says, it's a time to weep. It's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. So that just lets us know that tears are normal. It's a normal part of life. And I just want to encourage someone and let them know that God sees you. He hears you. And your tears matter. And I could remember myself doing the desperate cry. You've been doing the ugly cry? <laughs> Past <laughs> ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But God restores our soul. He restores us. So just be encouraged. You know, these tears will dry up. Mm-hmm. They will dry up. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much all I have on crying. I hope it gives people a new perspective on crying and I hope it opens them up to let the tears flow. They will definitely feel a difference and get a great release from the stresses that they're carrying because that's what tears do. They Mm -hmm. are a stress reliever. And I hope we've encouraged some men to go ahead and let some tears drop, let some tears fall because that is normal. That is healthy. Right. That is a sign of strength to me. And even if you don't see any other men doing it around you, same for females. Mm-hmm. You be the first. Right. You start to make that the norm. Because again, right. you'll be breaking what we call in an earlier episode, generational patterns, societal patterns, these societal norms. You start to break those down. You be the first. Even if you don't see anybody else doing it around you, that may invite them to be able to do that. And then it's like, it's a ripple effect. It just starts hitting everybody. Before we know it, we got more people crying. Very good. That's right. And don't let anybody make you feel bad about crying. 
Exactly. Even if, and again, we got to be careful what we say to each other, but even if someone is saying something to you that makes you feel like they're minimizing your tears or minimizing your feelings and emotions, you cry. Oh, yeah. And cry and forgive them for minimizing your tears because, you know, only you and God knows. Mm-hmm. I know I had me a good old ugly cry recently. I could hardly breathe. I could hardly talk. <laughs> Ooh, that was a good one. It seemed like it, it was pent up. You ever cried and then you didn't even realize how much you needed to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did you see the benefits of crying? Did you feel better after the ugly cry? Mm-hmm. I felt like I could have kept going. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Very good. Mm-hmm. But I've always been, mm-hmm. like I said, even as a little girl, I was say, why are you crying? I, I'm a cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so. That's right. Me too. I don't have a problem crying either. Yeah. I think the older I get, it can be very easy to try to put a lid on it, especially as a Black woman with a career and things like that. But I'm still going to cry. I'm mm-hmm. not going to let those, you know those things hinder me. The older I get, I want to hold on to my tears. And that may sound crazy for some, but like I said, I'm going to cry. That's right. Me too. And I know this might sound silly, but I can think of some times where I felt heavy and I could feel the tears coming on, you know, the tears, you know, Mm -hmm. coming up in your eyes that you stretching your eyes, you're trying to hold the tears back. I used to tell, you know, family members, I say, you know, because I can feel it coming. I say, you know, I think I'm going to cry today. Yeah. And you know what I just realized? I love that. You know, when someone's talking right in front of people or to someone and then they start crying and they say, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why? You know, it really makes you think of the details that are attached to tears in society. Right. And then the people listening and saying, oh, don't be sorry. You know, it's just so embedded in people to apologize for crying. Don't apologize for crying. No, I think we need to make way for crying with Mm -hmm. all that's going on in the world, all that's going on all around us all day, every day, just how the world is in a kind of downward spiral. It's going to require more tears. You're going to be crying more because there's a lot of, you know, devastation going on. It's a lot of sad events going on. So you're going to cry. If you're not crying for yourself, you're going to be crying for others. So go on, pack your tissues and, uh, <laughs> you know, just be ready to cry whenever you feel like you need to cry. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. So my last scripture says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Well, thank y'all for listening. And we're all in life together and know that we're overcoming. And you can too. Thank you for joining us this week on Through the Fire Podcast. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Through the Fire Podcast. You can also connect with Montez at The Poetic INSP and on Facebook as Montez Dove. You can connect with Cedricia on Instagram and Facebook at Cedricia Thomas. Be sure to subscribe to the show to catch new episodes every Thursday and leave us a comment or review. Thank you for listening and see you next week.